morning. This is Father David Nix on the Padre Peregrino podcast and uh, just left the abortion center, the third biggest in the nation, Planned Parenthood in Park Hill, Denver. And my mind is a little bit, I'm a little shell-shocked right now, so this might not be the most coherent uh, video I've ever put up, but I just had the most extraordinary conversation doing sidewalk counseling I ever have. I realize the timing is going to be a little bit sensational. It's going to sound like I'm saying uh, I had the most shocking conversation at an abortion center right after we get the news that, you know, there's rumors that Roe versus Wade might get overturned by SCOTUS. Um, but I, I promise you the following just happened. And I'm a little bit in shell shock, but I'm going to try to explain the basics of this conversation. So it's a rainy day here in Denver. And I, uh, was praying my divine office, walking around the uh, giant abortion center with my psalms. And then um, people pointed me to a guy across the street. He had uh, long, curly hair, rap music in his car, must have been about 30 years old. So I went over to talk to him. I brought him a Red Rose information from our uh, crisis pregnancy center. Um, and I, I always kneel down in the, in the uh, passenger side of the uh, door if he's on the driver's side facing the other way. So I handed him uh, the rose and the information and he had rap music on and he had two beautiful kids in the back, maybe a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And he agreed to talk to me um, maybe five, 10 feet from the car. He didn't want his kids to hear this conversation. So him and I went about five feet in front of the car. Two kids are still in the back, turned up the, the music a little bit. And I, I said, do you have someone in there? And he admitted that his wife or girlfriend was inside there and I said, do you, do you know what's about to happen? And I'm not kidding you. You know, I wouldn't kid about this. I shouldn't even say kid. This next line, he actually said to me, he said, yeah, my baby's about to get crushed in there. And I was taken aback because a lot of times in sidewalk counseling, it obviously takes some explanation of the humanity of the child. And I said something like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, I realize my baby's about to die in there. Um, we can't afford it. And, um, and then he went into how there's too many people on the planet. And I said, okay, I, I see you got Texas tags. Do you realize you can fit the entire nation in Texas? Uh, not the nation. You can fit all 7 billion people in Texas. If you gave everybody six feet by six feet, same size as a, as a jail. So I said, yeah, I realize that. Um, and he said, you know, I've been convicted for, of murder twice and we've had an abortion before this. And I said, so this is going to be murder number four. And he said, yeah, actually five is what he said. Um, and, and I said, are you repentant for any of this? And he's like, I've talked to God about it. Um, and so I explained to him why we have all this support behind us with adoption. And I said, I mean, have you ever studied? Uh, he, he explained that she has to have all these shots if she were to go through the pregnancy. And I said, have you ever Googled um, how serious post-abortion depression can be? And he said, um, oh, yeah, this, that's actually when he told me she already had one. Um, and I explained to him how we had unlimited resources behind us to adopt this baby out and to help and everything else. And amazingly, this guy never ceased eye contact. He looked at me the whole time, totally unrepented, admitted this was murder. And so... I guess, you know, there's no real moral to the story of this podcast today, but I do have a couple thoughts. Um, one is we're seeing the vocabulary change, not just 
with pro-lifers, we're, we're even seeing the vocabulary change among pro-aborts that they're admitting this is killing a baby. Um, I was talking to uh, the pastor of a parish in Boulder right on the phone before I talked to this guy. His parish was defaced with all kinds of um, anti-Catholic and pro-abortion spray paint this weekend. I'm gonna, he gave me permission to write a blog post on uh, what happened to his parish. And it actually happens to be the parish where 5,000 babies who were aborted is buried. Um, the pastor there about 15, 20 years ago intercepted 5,000 babies um, from Warren Hearn's late-term abortion center, and he got to bury them there because the funeral, the funeral director up in Boulder agreed to that. Um, and I, I think that could be part of why. I'm going to explain that in the blog post. Um, I personally don't think Roe versus Wade's going to get overturned. I think everyone should be praying and fasting and everything. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer on all this. I got a text from a different priest saying he thinks that Roberts is going to flip on it all. Um, and, and we know that there's quite a bit of pressure uh, in all of this. And so what I don't understand how um, we're going to escape God's permissive punishment on this if, if our country's admitting they're killing their own children and, and unrepentant. Um, I hate to say this on a, on a podcast, but in some sense, we don't deserve, the babies do, but we don't deserve Roe versus Wade to get overturned after I hear a conversation with a man admitting he's killing the fifth person in his life, his second child. And I said, do you realize your child inside is just as beautiful as these two kids in your back seat? And he looked me in the eyes and said, yes. I mean, this, this is what we're dealing with right now. So be praying that Roe versus Wade gets overturned, but I'm a little shell-shocked. And, and this just brings me back to um, this conclusion that all we can do is be this little light in our part of the world um, for what has to happen. We, we can only save um, individual bodies and by God's grace, it's only Jesus that saves souls through us, um, save souls. Uh, I, I think we're putting, and, and me too, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff. We're putting way too much emphasis on the politics and not enough emphasis on these one-on-one -on -one conversations, changing our neighborhoods for life, um, bringing our neighbors to Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone needs to leave the public forum. I'm certainly in the public forum. But when I have a conversation like that today, um, uh, do you know his name to pray for him? Someone wrote in the live chat. Uh, I, I wouldn't say his name. Just That's so nice of you to ask that. But um, I wouldn't say his name because a priest has to keep somewhat. I mean, obviously, this is... Uh, um, not under any professional secret since it's out in front of an abortion center, but I wouldn't say his name. Um, so thanks for asking in the live chat, but you can, you can pray for him. And I guess we, we do have to double down in our efforts for saving souls and saving bodies here. Um, but we, we may have to accept that this is going to be very small steps at the local level um, and not get depressed if nothing happens at the national level. So God bless you. Please pray for that, uh, that person. And uh, thanks for listening. God bless you all.